Hello and welcome to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the key trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and fibre markets. My name is Olivia Agar. Thanks for listening into another episode. Today we have our good friend Ron Rutledge joining us again. He is Nutrient Ag Solutions Livestock Development Manager and always has some really good insight into what's out there happening in the field And we certainly got that today, drilling into the lamb and sheep market. As Ron puts it, we have Sydney and Melbourne coming out of hibernation, and that's going to be a big influx of demand for meat in the food service and restaurant sector. So the question now really is, how is the supply of lambs off the paddock going to flow in the months ahead? And is there going to be the workforce out there to process them and get them onto restaurant tables? Before we get stuck into the episode, as always, a few noteworthy features across our commodity markets this week. The wool market couldn't hold on to the gains it made last week with the eastern market indicator slipping 36 cents. That was with a larger national offering, though, but there was a lot of resistance to these prices with 21% of wool being passed in. Now, one market that isn't hitting resistance is the cattle market, with another record week of young cattle prices in east and west. And this is even against a backdrop of supply close to last year's levels and increasing in recent weeks. For more detail, though, you can head to the Mercado website for all our reports on markets this week. Now, it's my pleasure to hand over to Ron and Rob after a thank you to today's podcast sponsor. Today's sponsor of Commodity Conversations is Cleaver's Organic Meats. All Cleaver's products are sourced from Australian family-owned farms where animals are raised in free-range environments, are grass-fed from start to finish, and meet the strict animal welfare requirements of the Australian Certified Organic Standard. They offer a wide range of delicious lamb, beef, and chicken products. Jump on their website to learn more at www.cleaversorganics.com.au. Well, again, we've got uh, our good friend Ron Rutley just come back to join Commodity Conversations. And uh, one of the reasons we really look forward to it is that, um, as we've said before, we see all the market information and data and details, but there's nothing like talking to someone on on the ground who's out there. And I know, Ron, you've uh, covered a lot of miles, even today. But uh, thanks again for your time and welcome to Commodity Conversations. Yeah, thanks, Robin. Good afternoon. So... Today, we just want to talk about lamb because it really is coming into that uh, sweet spot, if you like, or if you're, a, or in some, if you're an agent, I guess it might be that hectic time. Um, what's going on with lamb supply? We actually saw that, um, you know, exports were up 5% uh, in September uh, for lamb while they were down 12% for mutton. And all this at a time when we're hearing about, uh, you know, processor constraints and, uh, and, and problems in that area. What's happening at the at the higher level, Ron? Well, uh, Rob, thanks again. It's it's an interesting um, uh, template at the moment. The land market. It's a game of snakes and ladders. Um, we seem to go up the ladder um, that that gets a few lambs out, and they either fill the markets, they go to the uh, direct over the slaughter, a few lambs come out, and then the price drops again. It holds the lambs, and it's to do with seasonality that the season is allowing that to provide. But we're getting very close to the. The, the Melbourne Cup Carnival, and that's usually the sign that lamb south of the divide will start to flow. And the season uh, is quite good, but mindful of the, the grass is starting to turn and people are saying we need to make some room 
We're going to cut hay and do all those other chores that we do on our aggregations. So lambs have started to move. They've been weighed up. They've been prepared. And I think it's a shotgun start that probably after next week, lambs in Western Victoria will start to flow. The central Victoria is probably the high watermark of where the lambs are at the moment from Bendigo right across to Yarrow. There's a big catchment of lambs there where our northern colleagues, the lambs are just starting to taper off just now. Now, that's, um, that's really good information, Ron, but I, I suppose we look at the slaughter numbers and they've sort of ha- they've been tracking along pretty flat since the winter, haven't really taken off. Um, is, is, are we hiding some concerns there? Is the concerns going to emerge that perhaps we've been hearing about with the ability to, to process these lambs as they come on? Oh, I think speaking to a couple of processes this morning, that word furlough, it's the new word of, the, of, of this year that processes are getting their kills organised for 100% workforce and then all of a sudden they find out that they've got 30, 40, 50 staff furloughed through to be, being a Tier 1 operative. Um, so they've got a carryover of lambs. So you do that over a week's period, it ends up leaving your backlog of lambs. So it's a, I really feel for a processing sector at the moment to try and plan and cater for a full workforce that not necessarily turns up every morning, not being their fault, but it's, it must be very, very challenging to plan for. Yes, exactly. And I suppose, we am I right in saying, Ron, up to date, we've been helped a little bit by the season because the lambs, I know you told us last time, were just running a fraction behind the, their normal run, but we've also had a pretty good season, haven't we? Yeah, we've had an excellent season. Um, the, the predominantly run of the Riverina lambs have nearly all but gone. Um, Wagga had a big market today with nearly 50,000, but that's probably the highest watermark they've seen for the year. Um, the, the, the lambs are, are, are a bit uh, up and down. Um, most consignments of lambs have got a good top in them, but there's a very big tail in them, and that reflects back to drench, wet winters, all those difficulties of having a wet winter is coming to, fit, to coming to bore. And I was talking to an animal health specialist this morning. He said there's a lot of fluke and associated wet weather events in stock um, coming to bear. And every lot of the lambs that you see, there's a very big tail in them. And people are concerned as to what to do with their tail. There's quite a few paddocks been sprayed out in the last couple of weeks, which the intent will be to put some sort of um, summer crop in. So there's a bit of intent there. Um, but there will be some traditionalists that will just get the whole lot of the lambs in and sell them from top to bottom. And that's probably what we're facing in the next two to three weeks through central Victoria, pushing through to Western Victoria, that a big number of lambs will probably traditionally go through the markets and that will test the situation a lot. I think your point, um, it, it's, it's well made that, um, you know, the, the wet doesn't really help. I mean, livestock, especially sheep, love, love the sun on their backs, don't they? And, and while we all need plenty of feed for them and water and, and, and good conditions, the sun on the back is what really finishes them off. Do you think then that, um, and I'll come back to this point you made about those lighter lambs, but do you think the Western Districts is probably going to see those lambs take off a bit? Because that country still is still pretty wet, isn't it? I suspect, and I was down there this morning, um, that the lambs are in a similar bow to the, to the lambs in central Victoria. There's a good top in them, but they will tail off a bit. But the interesting fact is that some of the guys in the Wimmera to the lower Mallee have now got their, call it containment yards, open for business in yep. lieu of their, 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 their haymaking season is upon them and their cropping season is getting close. So they'll just hold those lambs in their containment yards for the onset of their stubble uh, stroke hay high ability and um, there's a bit of restock activity starting to happen and I think that will hold it in pretty good stead. 
Well, especially if we're seeing that bit of a tail in the lambs, because um, they might be have a bit of a tail, and, and I know nobody likes to, to buy the bottom runs, but they're generally pretty well-bred lambs, and they probably just need a bit of a chance now. Yeah, they just need a bit of time to grow up, and they need probably shearing. I think that's probably the biggest challenge that yeah. sheep producers are finding across the country at the moment is shearing. And whilst we've had a relatively mild period of weather, there's one thing that uh, we do know that humid, hot weather will occur and the fly problem that our northern colleagues have experienced is quickly upon us in southern Australia and that tends to make people's decisions up quite quickly that if they can't get lambs shorn and they haven't got the ability to, to treat them well, they'll exit the lambs. Yeah, so that's, that's a concern looming and it's a, it's a good point you make, Ron. Um, I just want to flag right here that uh, my handpiece and combs and cutters are all gone. I've got rid of them a long time ago. I don't know whether you kept yours, Ron, but mine are gone. Well, there's some horrific, not horrific stories. I, I, I condone a shearer what he does, but there's some um, big rewards in the shearing industry for people that have the ability to turn up and shear people's lambs. I saw some information of a guy in the uh, Wimmera Mallee who was prepared to pay $10 and $11 to, to have his sheep shorn. So, yeah, that, that's the problem, problem about keeping lambs uh, or buying lambs is getting them shorn, and that's really posing an issue at the moment. Yep. Do you think that impacted on? Uh, we were talking last time about the merino lamb opportunity, merino weather lamb. Do you think that's impacting on that thinking as well? That people are thinking, well, these lambs are going to have to be shorn at some stage, and how difficult is that process going to be? Yeah, it's it's sort of tempering it, but the people who have had these merino lambs before have had experience with them. They know how the the relevant uh, animal health issue works and they, they do whatever they've got to do to keep the fly out. They've got, really got a good set program and those high-end merino producers that know how to do it right, they've got their lambs and they'll continue to buy lambs and they'll, they'll do it quite well and their awards in the winter will be very, very good for them still, I might add. So that's sort of leading into talking about um, the, the price outlook, Ron. So I know you talk to the processors almost probably daily at this time of the year. Um, they, they seem pretty keen to get lamb even at these prices? Well, one processor described it to me uh, on Monday. He said, you've got to remember there's nearly 8 million people that have been locked up between Sydney, Melbourne and everywhere in between. All of a sudden, coming this Friday, everything's open. And the restaurant food services business has been basically emptied. Every fridge has been emptied because of the duration of the, of the lockdown. There's a massive demand for, for, for protein in, in, in the restaurant business. And I think it'd be a a two-story two event within a processing structure. The process is saying, where are we going to get the workforce to process? Where are we going to get the lambs? But in the wholesale part, they're saying, we've got to supply this many lambs to this many customers. How are we going to do it? So it's a real seesaw they've got to provide to try and template what they can do as far as a plant. But I think the signs domestically of all these people coming out of what we'll call hibernation, everyone's looking for a steak or a lamb or something out to go and have some you know, enjoyment in life. And there's a lot of people concentrated in that Sydney and Melbourne. And I think they're all going to go out and have something to eat. Yeah. And uh, you've just outlined the, you know, perhaps one of the reasons why being a processor is a very specialist job. You've got to be a special person to be there and, and to work your way through these challenges. But the point you make about, uh, you know, Melbourne and Sydney having pent up demand, you know, we're probably seeing that in the export demand as well, Ron, the heavy lamb, which is generally an export lamb, has really, you know, there's really finding some strong demand. Yeah, the export lamb is certainly, um, it's very satisfactory for those that got heavy lambs. Uh, there again from Intel, um, 
the the winter winter's transshipping of, of meat on ships at the moment with com- containers and ships in high demand. The exporters have really got to be on their metal to get ships uh, on the water or containers on the water for this Christmas supply. So there's a fine line that they, they're trying to play there to get as much meat on the water as they possibly can for this Christmas shutdown that we normally have. So there is a little bit of extra emphasis to procure the need rather than leaving it to the last minute because containerized um, uh, requirements are very, very hard at the moment. So exporters are certainly trying to secure before that Christmas um, slowdown. Yes, well, um, I mean, I think, you know, there's certainly going to be supply come through as you've outlined. Um, there's certainly opportunity because, um, you know, with this season and, and, you know, a lot of the stubbles will be pretty good. Um, there's opportunity to actually take lambs forward. I mean, we, we were talking last time that we think that's still a pretty a pretty robust trading model um, looking into, you know, delivery of lambs back in February, March, April, May. Is there any reason that you wouldn't be thinking that now, Ron? No, I think those, those templates are still very much in focus. I think that maybe the margin might have been contracted, but notwithstanding, there's going to be a fairly considerable grain harvest come on board. The grain price hasn't really came back or cheapened yet, but I think people are looking for that to perhaps happen, to just counteract the extra buy price that they've actually got to buy these lambs at. But, but we saw Wagga today, it was 20 to $25 cheaper. So it's just starting to show that some of these store lambs are becoming very much viable. Um, the, the emphasis on these store lambs that have been sold at the moment, people have got feed to eat right here now. So they've had to go and buy the lambs. But this next wave of these cropping stubble type enterprises, I think there's an amazing opportunity to put some lambs out because of the, the reduction in price of the volume that's coming. Now we saw um, there was a pretty strong forward price offered um, a couple of weeks ago. What are you hearing about the forward markets now, Ron? Is there any activity there? Oh, we've encouraged um, any clients that we can to take up a portion of that. Uh, we really think that that's, that's a fairly good initiative to, to take on. There's a profitability margin there. There's a return there. And, um, you know, hedge your bet, certainly. But certainly we've encouraged a lot of people to try and fulfil some of that contractual space. And I think the process of tier has been pretty well taken up. Yes, yeah, so well, when you're putting, you know, if you're putting a kilogram carcass weight on at $9, it's... Um... It's, it's a good way to add value to lambs, isn't it, in that, at that, these price levels? So, look, Ron, I think, um, I don't know, was, was there anything else you had that you wanted to add? Because, um, again, I've, um, I've found it fascinating hearing your observations around the bush. We're just glad that we can actually get that sort of eyes on the ground that you're seeing out to the Commodity Conversations listeners. So, Ron, is there any, you know, what do you think from now? What's your call between now and... Um, you know, the end of January, we get through this flash. Uh, I said to a client this morning, take advantage of the volume of lambs that are coming forward over the next two to three months. That's your best advantage, Bryce. And it's the old story. The day you buy the lambs is the day you make your money, really. And I think there's going to present some tremendous opportunity with that volume that's coming forward, particularly from Ballarat through to Hamilton and the like. Um, there'll be a lot of opportunity that we can buy lambs at a little bit reduced prices than maybe you even see now. Take that opportunity. Use your growing Use your uh, rotations of your paddocks. And I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to do a d- double trade. Well, with all the information you've actually given us, I can tell that you, it's a really busy time for you, Ron. So we're, we're really appreciative of your time. Thanks very much. I know we get great feedback from our uh, commodity conversations when we do talk to people who get out and about, you know, get their, get their boots dirty. So thanks again, Ron. Talk thanks, soon. Rob. Thanks.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Commodity Conversations. Please remember to share the podcast with your network and leave us a review or rating on your podcast platform of choice. Until next week, take care.